okay. All right. You win. All right, here I am. Now, I feel like I've talked about this before, but kind of my relationship with the podcast right here, like you and me and me and you, us, the whole thing, it's kind of like when you haven't returned somebody's like eight phone calls and you can't just blame that your phone was in the other room anymore. It's kind of past that point. Anyway, whatever. I just wanted to talk about it. Okay, wow, so much has happened since the last time we spoke. This is kind of like a high school reunion, and I'm your ex-girlfriend, Trisha, but we left on good terms, so you don't completely hate yourself when I tell you, you know, hey, I got engaged and then married in that order, and now I moved out of my old apartment and am in a new apartment with my new roommate, which is also my wife. So that's cool, you know, two for one special. She's less hairy than my last one, better cuddler. And I got two cats, which is cool because they're both terrible and they both hate cuddling. No, I love my cats. They're uh, living reminders that you are never guaranteed returns on your investments. Ever. Maybe that's what the tenfold waiter guy from the Outback was trying to convey all those years back at Trevor's bachelor party. It was never about him being a wedding photographer. It was about returns on investment. Ah, and I should have listened. Um, and... I am in a new apartment, like I said, so there is some ambient noise in the background for authenticity sake, so you know that I'm actually in an apartment and not not in a, an apartment. You know, my wife Faith and I have a lot in common, but one of the biggest things we do not have in common is food. All of the things she likes, I hate. All of the things I like, she hates. So that's a fun issue that we deal with on the daily. Um... Something interesting I've noticed going out to eat, though, when we do, is that so many places try to sell things that are homemade, which I have never understood the fact that things try to market that they are homemade when you are going out to a restaurant. If I wanted to have something that's homemade, I would have made it at home. The point is that you can make food better than I can. I think I could probably make a pretty good pizza, but I trust Papa John to make a much better pizza. And something else that happened to me since we've been apart, I got COVID, just like the rest of the world. And that was an experience that I have obviously never had to have before. So like when you lose your taste, it's really weird. Like that, that was my first sign was this taste thing. I was just kicking back, drinking orange juice like it was water. So after I lost my taste, I of course went to get tested, but there was no real testing, like 24 hour testing going on at that time. So I had to go to like a little clinic. And honestly, I loved little clinics with the little chairs and the paper on the table. I don't know, it just kind of comforts me. Reminds me of when like doctor's offices weren't horrifying as a kid. They're like, oh, I'm gonna hit your leg with a hammer and then give you a lollipop. Which honestly, like I'm still on board with that. Like if you came up to me and hit my leg with a little hammer, and you gave me a lollipop afterwards? Yeah, sure. But if you were to hit me in the leg with a little hammer and don't give me a lollipop, that's when we're gonna have issues. So really the swab up the nose thing was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Like initially you're terrified, but the male nurse that penetrated my nose was actually like pretty good. He, I mean, other than he kind of walked in, asked for my name and date of birth and then just shoved it in there 
no foreplay, no like I didn't even know his name. He just he just shoved it right in there. I wish I would have gotten his name that I could recommend him to you, but I I missed it. He was just in and out so quick. I kind of like that he's like a mystery man though, you know. Just kind of keeps a little fun in it, because Lord knows he didn't make it fun. Speaking of doctor's offices, I took the cats, they're both boy cats, uh, to the vet recently to get a uh, trimming, so to speak, and it was really interesting. I was sitting in the waiting room, just kind of sitting there with the cats in the carrier, and then this guy comes in, who I hope was the doctor, and he says, oh, we got two cats here to be neutered, huh? And then he gets down to talk to the cats, and he's like, well, boys... We got two cats here, four balls, but those will be gone soon. Don't worry, you're not gonna miss them. They only get you into trouble. And then he looks at me and goes, I can say that because I'm a male. And then he just leaves with like no other, I never saw him again. And I really do hope he was the doctor and not just some weird male veterinary nurse that was really into castration. The other day at Chick-fil-A, I saw a hearse outside um, in the drive-thru. I guess they were dying to get some chicken. I'm so sorry. And on the side of the hearse, they had funeral labeled on the side. And I thought it was really interesting that they decided to put a sign in the window that said funeral so that you didn't confuse it with a party hearse or, you know, the bar mitzvah hearse. It's like you were going to prom with your girlfriend, Trisha, and you didn't have enough money for a limousine but could afford a hearse. I've heard of that happening. We get a lot of weird people at Chick-fil-A, as you guys know. Um, I'm the director now. I'm the director of uh, people, not like a movie director who is the director of movie people. I'm just the director of regular people. Anyway, um, this uh, the other day, this man came through and was being rather difficult. I won't say what race he was, because that doesn't really matter. Um, so this white man comes to the drive-thru, and he's just irate in the window, just loud and complaining. And they were like, all right, sir, sorry about that, you know, whatever happened, we'll give you a refund. And he was like, no, I don't need a refund. I'm not a Democrat. I don't need refunds. But for me, that didn't really make any sense about, like, what the issue was versus his political views. Uh, he just said it like seven or eight times, so it really stuck with me that like you know, if you're a, if you're not a Democrat, then you don't need refunds for anything ever, and that's just really interesting to me, as an American, that I've been giving out all the wrong refunds to everybody forever. So I need to make sure that the next time I get a refund, to ask what their political views are first before I give them a refund, because obviously, you only get refunds if you're a Democrat. So that, you know, just make sure that you don't make the mistake next time because I was in the dark about it until that day. So let's all say thank you to Alabama Joe because we didn't know that information until he told us. So thank you, Alabama Joe. The world is now a better place. So a few months back, it was Boss Day, which is one of those made-up holidays where you can suck up to your boss. And there was a card going around for my boss for Boss Day. But the thing about it was, for some reason, they left me in charge of the card. So a few people signed up boss days, but by the end of it, I had over 100 signatures of people wishing my boss a happy birthday. So not a very successful boss day, but a very successful birthday. Another interesting 
guest that came through the drive-thru was anti-Bluetooth. She didn't believe in it, she said, or something along those lines. Like, she wouldn't even let us take her order because she said she didn't believe in Bluetooth. Which is really interesting because I miss the uh, translation of the Bible whenever God says, don't practice false doctrine, that Bluetooth is one of those things included. I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and recently he had like a scooter, like a moped type thing, and he crashed it, he wrecked it, and like got all these cuts and stuff all over his arms. And then today, he told me that he was now taking lessons to get a motorcycle, which I thought was bananas. That, you know, he almost died on a moped, so surely something more dangerous will be better. It's kind of like someone that wasn't good in relationships, like any sort of dating relationships. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to get married instead. It's like he didn't like cats, so he wanted to buy a tiger instead. You just don't go to the next extreme. It doesn't make sense to me. My dog stepped on a bee. You know what I mean? I like looking at the weather, the temperature, and then looking at the real feel instead. And I always kind of go off the real feel instead. Um... I feel like time should be like that, you know, after daylight savings happens. Like, it's like 5.30, but a real feel of 7 o'clock, you know, something like that. That'd just be really helpful, I think. I also like how convenient it is to have a midlife crisis because then you know when your midlife is, so then you can properly gauge when you're going to die. Like, Jaden is having his midlife crisis right now by buying a motorcycle, so he's only going to live to be like 40-something. So that's a shame, but, you know, at least he knows. But yeah, I'm really enjoying my job as, you know, people director and not movie star director, director. Um, that's my full title. Um, you know, I, I always thought my calling really was Hitch from the movie Hitch. I was very hitchy. I can really hitch some people. Um, yeah, just a good film. The movie Hitch or the sequel, Aladdin. That one's good too. It's just, you know, I wish that was an actual job where I could just hitch people all the time. But it's not. It's just a movie with Will Smith. I just have those, you know, set of skills. A type of skill I don't have, though, is bowling. I'm not very good at bowling. And the thing about bowling that aggravates me the most is when I go bowling and all these other people in the other lanes are doing these cool trick shots and spinny things with their bowling balls. And I don't understand that. I don't remember where one of the classes in school was bowling trick shots where just people just know how to do these things. Was there a conference I missed where we all learned how to do bowling trick shots? Because I feel like everybody else knows how to bowl except for me, and it's really frustrating. You know what I'm talking about, those guys that get out there with their bowling balls and just huck it down the lane like they're freaking Mario throwing a fireball. <laughs> and it's, it's perfect every time. I, instead of attending the bowling trick shot class, was subject to the fireworks safety class. I am terrified of fireworks, and I'll tell you why. I was scared straight as a kid. There's an episode of that show, A Hundred Ways to Die, or whatever it was called, where it's just dumb ways people have died, and it was like these guys in a trailer park, and they like made their own fireworks, and the one guy set it off and shot himself in the face and it blew up. And the other guy was like, ho, 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 because they were all drunk, obviously. And I just was scared straight for fireworks forever. So now, like, I'm just terrified anytime of setting off fireworks that's just going to blow up in my face. Literally, 
And now I just don't like doing fireworks anymore. I like watching other people do them, but you will not catch me trying to set off any kind of fireworks. Also, people have the unfortunate event of losing their eyebrows when they are doing fireworks. Which I was reminded a story the other day about my eyebrows. Uh, forgive me if I have told this one before. I don't think I have, but let's be honest, it's been like four years, so you probably don't remember anyway. So when I was a lad and was still single and dating, um, I was on Snapchat one day and I posted a story and a girl said, nice eyebrows. And then I said, thanks. And then to which she responded, wasabi. I think I've told this one before, but it still baffles me to this day where I don't understand where the correlation happened between wasabi and my eyebrows. Maybe she's saying my eyebrows were hot, but regardless, it was just a weird thing and I just didn't respond back because as far as one-liners go, that wasn't a good one. I like Hugh Jackman. I like Hugh Jackman a lot. What I like about Hugh Jackman is that the public like puts him forward but not so much where they're cramming it down your throat, where they're like, love him. You know, it's just like, a, it's a casual amount. Kind of like Ryan Reynolds type, where you're just like, okay. Not like Josh Gad. I do not like Josh Gad, because the world really wants me to love Josh Gad. So therefore, I do not like Josh Gad, out of spite. A few years back, I watched this movie called While You Were Sleeping. It stars Sandra Bullock, and it's a really good film. It's a Christmas type movie. And I really like it. I really liked it to the fact where I compare every movie to While You Were Sleeping. So that's how I judge movies now. I say, is it as good as While You Were Sleeping? And if the answer is yes, then you're in for a heck of a ride. When I was a kid, I went to the salon, or whatever you want to call it, barber shop, whatever, haircut place. And on the table in the waiting area was magazines. And in the one magazine was a picture of Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 2, because it had just come out. And I was holding the magazine and looking through it because for some reason, my parents had conveyed to me that the magazines on the table in the salon were basically like catalog ads. Like I could circle what haircut I wanted and then the lady across the counter would do that haircut, which is not how haircuts work in the least bit. So. I went up to the lady and I held up a picture of the dumbest haircut that the 2000s had to offer and I said, I want to look like Spider-Man. And she was like, okay. And that was not how she cut my hair. She cut my hair the same way she did 50 times before and I was upset because I did not look like Spider-Man. I still looked like a six-year-old boy with crushed dreams. I was going through my wallet the other day. And a few years back, there was a, what, dirty elephant, white Santa, whatever. Um, I realized what I did there. Um, and we drew names at work for the different people. And I drew this one guy's name, and I still have it in my wallet to this day. And I told him why. And the reason is, if something, heaven forbid, ever happens to me, that when they open up my wallet... All they'll find is his name and his name alone, and that way he will instantly become a suspect, and it will minorly inconvenience his weekend. That way I, that's right, me, 
will have the last laugh. I feel bad for the people that like sit around and make lyric videos for YouTube. Isn't that always weird? When people are making those kind of videos, they just sit around and just one by one type in lyrics from songs while they play in the background. Like what? I don't understand that existence. Like if anybody wants lyrics, they're just gonna Google them and then listen along. If you really care about lyrics, like what? How much time do you have? Those are the probably the same people that are just lounging around the mall. You know, people I'm talking about. Like they'll be in like the little common areas, or they'll be in the like gross massage chairs for like eight hours just sitting in the mall with their one bag from Hot Topic or Foot Locker or whatever. I don't know. What, what are those people doing? We went to the mall the other day and it was really funny. So I love H&M. If you know me, I love shopping at H&M. But they got this new thing where their people at the cash registers are like super like pushy about signing up for their thing. I've signed up for it. I've done it. But like, I don't care. I don't go enough to do any of this stuff. So I went to check out of H&M the other day and they were like, hi, would you like to sign up for it? And they looked up at me and they said, you know what? You look like you don't want that. And I was touched, like deeply touched. Like the first time since that man shoved his COVID test into my nose that I had finally reached a point in my adulthood where somebody could look at me and go, you know what? He doesn't care about this right now. And you know, honestly, that was the dream all along. I've made it. The people that make the lyric videos on YouTube are probably the same people that write towel commercials. Why do you feel the need you have to try really hard to sell a paper towel to me? This paper towel is stronger than this, this paper towel. I don't care. I'm going to buy the one that's the cheapest or the one that's most convenient. As long as you keep your stocks high and your demand's low, chances are I'm going to buy that paper towel. So stop trying to sell it to me while I'm trying to watch my stories. I will say there probably is one really good selling feature to a, like one particular item, and that is honey. Honeys that come in the bears are one, way more appealing, and two, taste way better. Like, honey always tastes way better once it's coming straight from the bear. Ice cream men kinda get a bad rap nowadays, and I feel really bad. Cause you know, it, it used to be such a like wholesome business, like the ice cream man, or the milkman, or the paperboy, or evening TV. The ice cream men would come around playing their music and you'd run up them with a dollar and you say, give me the ugliest Bugs Bunny you have and you would love it. But nowadays, as soon as the ice cream men come around, you're like hiding your children and you know, thinking about, man, ice cream would be good, but you don't want to be COVID tested in the back of a van. Just a shame. One story that I love to think about from time to time is when I was younger, it was one Saturday and my family was all working in the garage and the ice cream man had been going around the neighborhood. And my father stops what he's doing, walks out all the way to the ice cream man on the street and tells him to turn down his music because it is too loud. And that's just always been such good imagery. He went up to the most joyful thing in the world and said, it's a Saturday, be quiet. That's a man who teaches his son how to be able to walk up to a counter where they know you do not want their coupons. Here is my blazer, and here is my wife's Discover Reward card. Have a good day, sir. Ice cream men and Kmart employees.
They're just a dying breed. One fun story about Kmart. So you all remember the kid from my high school that was catfishing men? Yeah, you, know, you remember that one. So he worked at Kmart, actually. He was one of the last people probably to ever work at Kmart. And it was Halloween time, and he, <laughs> he was telling me how the day before, when he was at work, that he was like on a closing shift, and it was just him, he was in the aisle with all the costumes, and a rat scurried across the floors, jumped into the pile of costumes, and Micah walked around and went, nope, threw his hands up, and walked away, and left the rat in the pile of costumes, which, looking back, it's no wonder Kmart has closed if that is the kind of caliber of employees they were okay with. Like, that rat probably lived there until it became a U-Haul truck rental place. I don't know what they do there now, but still. I think one of the biggest downsides to, like, COVID masks going away is being on planes. You know, you kind of liked having the mask there because when you fall asleep, your mouth is just kind of gaping open. At least when you have the mask on, you can, you know not be afraid of that sort of thing. Not that I'm one of those people that fall asleep on the plane and have my mouth wide open, but you know, people that have that particular issue. Pensacola Airport, their um, abbreviation is PNS, which I think when you're making abbreviations, you should think about those sort of things. How they can be portrayed, how they can be manipulated, that sort of thing. We went to Texas recently, and I think Texas is one of the most interesting states. Um, like, a lot of people think Florida is. You know, they're like, oh my god, Florida's crazy. I feel like Texas, more so than Florida, should be their own country. Just because all the weird, like, stuff they got going there. Like, they're really entitled. Like, they have their own chance. You know, don't mess with Texas, that whole thing. Everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's better in Texas. They have a Texas Whopper. I don't know, it's just kind of one of those, like, you don't go to New York and it's a New York Whopper, or you don't come to Florida and we tell you everything's better here. It's just really pretentious, if you ask me. Like, being from Texas isn't a personality trait. Let it go. Um, speaking of yogurt, uh, I have a funny gogurt story. Not funny so much as... So one time I was at a friend's baseball game and I had never really had gogurt a lot growing up. I just didn't really know about it and I started really liking gogurt. Every time we go to his baseball games, I just kept going getting gogurt, loving it. So, one night, I think maybe I just had an influx of quarters and like they're really cheap. They're like 50 cents for like one gogurt. So, I had like eight gogurts all in one night and I kept just packing them down gogurt 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 and then we had to go home and we were in our convertible so there's five of us all in a four-seater convertible I was wedged in the middle seat between my siblings and it was really cold outside like really really cold outside and we had the top down because reasons and obviously I'm in the back of the car Shove between two people and it's cold outside. I'm not feeling so hot. And I was like, Dad, we gotta roll up the the hood. Like it's I'm I'm not feeling good. He's like, ah, it's fine, cause I don't know. And he just like, no, no, it's fine, it's okay. You'll be okay. 
So then we pull into McDonald's, and I am not okay, and I throw up just projectile vomit out the side of the car, and just all over the side of the convertible, and I go inside, I throw up some more, and then I come back outside, and the top is up. I think my dad that night learned his lesson. So I don't eat go-gurts anymore. So I don't know about anybody else, but always when cars cut me off while I'm driving, it's always a thousand times, I wouldn't say more satisfying, but it justifies my anger more when like the back of their car has been smashed into and it's still like a wreck on the back and you're like, oh, mm-hmm, I see. You have a pattern of being a jerk. Doesn't make it better, but it just kind of gives you some context of what kind of human being has just cut you off. And you sleep just a little bit better at night knowing that you're not alone. So I've really only been in one car wreck myself, like I've caused it. So it was right after COVID was, you know, starting to die down a little bit. Um, and the beaches opened back up and everything like that. A little bit about me. I hate Pensacola Beach, like so much. It's just a tourist trap. It's crowded. It's congested. It's just, it's not a good time. I, I'm good with just Perdido with some slightly, you know, more murky waters. I already don't like the beach at all, so I'm okay with, you know, a lesser of the two. Anyway, so it was right after it had opened back up, and of course it's the, the line over the bridge is slammed. Well, as soon as you go over the bridge to go to the beach, there was like this row of, like, kid you not, like 30 people all with like signs, like protesting people going back to the beach. They were like, it's not safe. Like, don't go, don't go back. We're going to wear a mask at the beach. You know, you're, uh, you know, you're going to die. Just like extreme stuff. So they're like standing out, like over the line in the road, like all these people with signs. And obviously I'm distracted because these people are in the middle of the road. So we're going, we're, you know, driving down the road. I'm looking over at these guys, you know, cause I'm making sure that they're not, you know, jumping in front of me. But while I'm staring at them, the people in front of me slam on their brakes and I just like crash right into them. Um, try to slam my brakes. My, it wasn't fast enough though. Hit him on the back. Uh, the, the wife in the car was pretty mad, but the, the, the husband was like, yeah, it's fine. Cause like their car was fine, but my bumper was totally bent in and all that. So I was meeting Faith out there. Um, so when I got there, I just didn't say anything about the wreck. I just kind of left it and then I went home. And then two weeks later, yeah, two weeks went by and my dad came inside and he was like, what's wrong with your truck? I just hadn't told anybody, hoping that no one would notice. And then I had to explain to everybody why my bumper was pushed in, but it's fine. I ordered the part, replaced it all myself, so that was fun. Um, I don't know if there's a moral to this story. It was just something that happened. All right, so this one's embarrassing. I don't tell really anybody the story, but I guess right now is the best time to do it over the podcast. So about a year and a half ago, uh, Faith was at work, and I was going to pick her up at night. It was like 10 o'clock, and I had been home, you know, I'd been home for a few hours, you know, took out my keys, you know, wallet, all that kind of stuff, so I hopped back in the car to go pick her up at like 10 o'clock. 
I go pick her up. Everything's fine. We're driving down the road downtown, and um, we're just talking. So I'm not really watching my speed. I wasn't really paying attention, and I um, I looked in my rearview mirror at a stop uh, stoplight, and I noticed the police car that was in the other lane quickly hooked over into my lane. I was like, oh crap. And I was like, maybe it's okay. And as soon as the light turned green, sure enough, they turned on their lights. And I was like, oh man. It's like obviously not a good thing to be pulled over already. But the only problem was I quickly noticed when I pulled off into the gas station that I didn't have my wallet, that I left my wallet on my table before I left. And I was like, oh my gosh. And this wasn't like the sheriff's department. If, if anybody knows, this was the Pensacola PD, not the people that come to Chick-fil-A and get free Chick-fil-A and I have a relationship with, no. This was bad news. So I noticed I don't have my wallet, I'm like, oh my God, and I told Faith, I'm like, I don't have my wallet. So I think, I would like to think in this situation, if I would have had my wallet, it would have been much different. I would have been like, oh my goodness, I was speeding, so sorry about that. Nope, I turned into like a 12 year old. I was like, oh man, I'm getting arrested, this is it. So the, uh, the, the female, you know, deputy comes over, you know, knocks on the window. I open it up, and I was like, hey. Um, she's like, did you know you're speeding? I was like, no. No, I, I didn't I didn't realize realize that. Uh, we had just been talking. And she was like, why, why are you out tonight? I was like, I was, I was just picking up for work on the way home. Um, yeah, like my voice was just going higher and higher as I was speaking. I was like, yeah. Um, so this is really embarrassing. I don't have my wallet or my ID. And she goes, what was embarrassing was your speed, which was a very good one-liner in my opinion. So I had to go just get my registration, but my registration was wrong because I had just moved. So I explained that to her and I was like, she was like, yeah, watch your speed. Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. To everything she was saying. She went back to her, her, uh, her vehicle and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm so screwed. She's gonna give me like a $200 fine just for fun. And, but now she came back, she handed me back my registration and she was like, get it updated and remember your wallet and don't speed. I was like, yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. Whatever you say, ma'am. And she let me go. But that was the one and only time I have been pulled over for speeding. So, you know, always, or never, never forget your wallet when you're going downtown or never speed. Never speed was the moral. Don't speed. It's bad. Well, I've been Aaron Brown, but we can talk about that next time. <laughs>